Welcome back to Talk 21. We're back with uh, my co-host. Sam Genova. And I'm David Vitti. And uh, Stefano, what do we got today? So I got a segment <laughs> called Trendsetters. So he's put me on the, on the spot. Uh, trendsetters, but before we get into trends, top trends around the world, and I'm going to ask you what your opinions are, I think we got to delve one more in time into staging. Off, off camera, you were bringing it up. What, what was going on with that? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, um, I got a client uh, that we're, we're just getting a condo ready, and the conversation was it's a vacant unit, and do we stage it? Uh, do we virtually stage it and what are the pros and cons of each and and it's just a kind of like my mindset is do it all like make sure it showcases as best we talk we always talk about this about making sure it's making sure it's perfect there's a lot of good virtual tour of virtual staging going on out there and it's it's a good alternate to uh, to actually staging staging and it doesn't cause any damage to the unit because you're not bringing stuff in and out and scratching walls and like whatever like renting a uh, booking elevators and all that stuff so it is cost effective it is effective the only problem is when you walk into the unit you have yeah. a bit you have an empty space so it does the job to get um the, you know the, the buyers into the unit right but then once they're in the unit it's you know it's hard to say it's being in the industry and walking into like if you if you had to see two units in the same building per se and you saw one that was you know fully lived in nice and comfortable like you walk in you kind of get that coziness feeling, right? And your clients feel that too. And when you kind of walk into a, a bare unit after you've you've seen it, you know, staged online beautifully, it, it just gives you a kind of different feeling. But yep. um, you know, it's it's we we are advised by our clients, and and you know, there are expenses, the large expenses that come with uh, with staging. So it's uh, a lot of it depends on um, you know the person you're you're working with as well, right? The other, th- the other but the thing too with uh, with this all, there, there's different buyers. Like I have a I have a vision. Like I don't need furniture in a room, and if the place is you do really clean but and tidy, many buyers don't. No, exactly. Right? But some buyers are good with that. The biggest task is to get them to the property. So virtual staging will definitely do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You get them in the property. I have a vision. I know how I want to decorate my place. I know what I want and what I what I want to see. Some people don't. So you, the, the furniture does give them an element of how it will feel and how it will look and so, how placement looks. So what about um, the ones that don't really have a very good design eye? Do you suggest that they get maybe an interior decorator or uh, someone that maybe understands contemporary designs in a home well that's back to the same point about you got to look at your subject and say okay what do we do here so you got some homes that people live in it they're not they're not vacating they actually live their life and they may not be the best style sense people there might be an older an older couple that don't have the most modern furniture so sometimes staging will just create a space or a room that's not finished properly like some rooms and bedrooms become storage areas, and we say, okay, we got to declutter this and let's put a bedroom in it. Now it doesn't have to be state of the art, high fat, high fashion, no. amazing. It's just got to be create create the feeling create of another the, bedroom. Create that you know the warmth and coziness, right? You want you want your buyers to feel that when they're walking through. But, but then, but there's a lot of staging companies that they've got. They don't have a, a plethora of staging uh, furniture. There, so there, how do you multi-purpose stuff like that? Well, there's 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 lots of companies that rent furniture, so stagers may not have everything in stock. So there's a, there's access to a lot of the a lot of the furnishings and and accessories you need to make the look right. But again, you got to look at the subject. Some properties don't merit. Like if you got a 1960s home, that an elderly couple are now out of the ho- out of the home and are now retirement community, 
it's not state of the art. Like it's just going to be very dated and this and that. So do we need to make sure it's cutting edge staging? No, but you got to declutter it and make it look better. And that might be a fixer upper for somebody. So, yeah. but my client has a remarkable condo midtown and it's like not even five year old. It's beautiful. Nice, nice views out the windows, a really, really premium unit yeah, so that's I mean. clean. So we need to showcase it perfectly. It's got to have cutting edge, perfect look. And uh, we have stuff in, in storage and staging. I think we need even better than that. We need like the latest and the greatest for this listing. And we can achieve that doing virtual also. So uh, it's, I don't think there's a right or wrong. No. There's no right or wrong, but you got to do something. You're so doing, we're going to do one of them. Yeah, listen, you could have just taken pictures of a bare condo and put it online. So yeah. you're, you're definitely going the extra mile. So, so it, it, it'll yeah. show, yeah. Well, because this episode is all about trendsetters and we're like going around and, and figuring out, well, I kind of did the research and f thought what would be best to ask. Guys, one thing that no one ever talks about, and including us, the attic. Should people get it finished? Should we t pay more attention to the attic? How come it's so overlooked? I don't know. I think I with mean, with modern with the modern construction today, like new homes don't no, have really an attic. Like you know, we talked about we talk about in those old homes, like yeah, the old, home 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 alone. Like yeah. if you watch the show movie in the in like you know you people walk into these grand the older homes. Yeah, the older Toronto homes. Everything uh, everything's trusses. Everything's trusses and uh, engineered roofs. Yeah. There's no room. How come no one's finishing it? It's, no, it's Stefano. In space. the city, there's lots of people that finished. Oh, it. Yeah, there's so lots. How come in the suburbs we don't see that? Kind of but I, like I said, I don't think I don't think there are enough. There's not enough space. There's no there. room. There's no. There's no point, right? Yeah, there's no room. People. What people do is, if they're doing a renovation, um, you can. What they do is they like they they use that extra space and they just vault it, right, For to make it seem yeah. like higher space because there's no no point of finishing up there. But are you actually allowed to cover the insulation? I don't think so, right? It has uh, to be like sure. a, a floor that you can easily be moved. I'm not sure. sure. So so there is. I've heard something like that, but I also heard that you cannot have a fixed flooring on, on, in, an on attic. in the attic so well, i'm just wondering like it's it so when i went up into my attic the other day it's it's big and i just don't do nothing with it i haven't been up there but do you how, how much headroom do you have up there you don't have a lot of headroom in the middle there's a lot and yeah then obviously it, it, tapers it, tapers, off. it tapers off so what i was trying to get at new construction have engineered truss roofs they're not peaked as much as you would think you're going to be tucked under and so they're good to store possibly but they're not climatized either like today's modern roofs they're the temperature in the attic space is what is outside temperature so the attic space has got to be free of air flowing that's why there's vents along the soffits and air travels through them so in the dead of winter it's going to be cold and in the summer it's going to be hot yeah the insulation that sits on the ceiling above your head in your bedroom is where the uh i guess the r value is there and it keeps that. So you don't area. lose that. Yeah, it keeps that, your, that, so that the, the AC. It's impossible to regulate the temperature. Yeah, I think. I think but the, in yeah, these I houses think, in the city, they're they they run ducking up there, so they're like they're and, and same you, temperature as your house, right? Yeah, like because, they convert the space because they're making them hot roofs or like the 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 R values with spray them. foam. The air, so R like values, yeah, yeah, the loft. The air the R value is between the walls on a slanted roof in the attic. And it becomes part of the living area, which it's not really an attic anymore. It's like part of the house. Yeah. That's why you got the two and a half stories, the one and a half story. What the heck was that? That was a ghost. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's, it's somebody in the attic. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, so, but now, so we go from the top of the house to now the bottom of the house. Yes. The basement. Yes. A lot of people want to do it themselves. But here's the one thing that they ask and they just, I guess, just do it. So as their posts 
that you're technically not allowed to move. No, of course. Those are those are found. Those are load bearing, load bearing, wall bearing. Yes. What about if people move them? I don't what know. What could potentially happen? Well, you have to put beams across and separate yeah. the load on each end. They have, they you, have need, to you need you need an engineer. engineer you yeah. need an engineer to do this. Like if you're going to open up your basement and make it more like open concept, you need to make sure you're doing it right. So, and most problems people just most times people just do their basements. They just hire their uh, the uh, like a, just a regular contractor that goes and throws some drywall up. So, but if you're going to do something structural, you be, you got to make sure you do it right. And the yeah. problem is nobody does basements with permits they just go ahead and do them like a lot of people don't spend the money getting proper permits because they're worried about if it's going to affect their taxes and anyway so and just think, will it would it i don't even know i'm not even sure but it might it might if you if you add value to when you're a property. doing a, when you're doing a renovation you're just in the middle of it all just you just they just finish it all right yeah so, so, so but, then, but when it comes to structural that's not you know so so because we've visited the staging we visited the attic we've done the basement but now we got to talk about the backyard a lot of people think i'm just going to do whatever i want in my backyard is there a certain height to fencing is there a certain height to gazebos do, is there limitations in what we do in the yeah park? of course Dave, you can hit yeah that one. oh yeah i mean i mean i've done i've done a big reno in my I'm, i've done a complete uh renovation or backyard renovation which entailed brand new fencing i redid my walk-up I've got a pool cabana, pool, and I've done it all, gates and so on and so forth. But what's and the restrictions on there, the fence heights, the gazebo heights? There are, there, there are restrictions on everything, and if you don't, if you don't meet the, 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 the expectations that the city tells you, you've got to go for variances. Fans, yeah. So at the end of the day, there are parameters. I don't know exactly what they are, but heights of fences are, are regular, not even that high. They're all regulated. People go above and beyond. People ask for exemptions. It's, it's all through the city, and if you're doing it right, it's painstaking and long. And that's it. So yeah, I mean, uh, there's ways. There's ways you can do it. Some people don't go with permits and don't go with, uh, with, uh, with all that stuff. You just go ahead and do it. But at the end of the day, yeah, these are all key things, and you got to do it the right way. Because if the neighbor complains or somebody somebody comes around and snoops, yeah, they may get you to change it back or to adhere to rules and regulations or, yeah, or bylaws. When so you're so. when you're going to that extent, you do not want to play around. You want to have a permit. You do not. And want... it's also good for resale because. Uh, if you got a house that you did all this work, especially yeah. in pools and backyards and cabanas and fences and all that, if you didn't yeah. get a permit, like, I mean, you could sell the property, but it looks like a better saleable product when you have permits and close permits. Because the next buyer is thinking the same thing that oh, you did. They do it right. they, what about, what the about if somebody comes back and complains? What about the frontage? I heard that there's also limitations to how big you can make your driveway. Yeah. So basically, my question is. That's my question, because that's what I'm thinking about doing in my house right now. It's so funny. So now, do you need. To go back and look at your blueprint. So, well, there's laws. The, the city has laws that you can only have your driveway. Can you have to have a certain amount like, of is green it space? Of grass yeah, it's, or something? I, yeah, like I haven't gone that far yet, but that's like, yeah, there's got to be a certain I amount think, of green space. You can't like you can't make your driveway that big. So there's ways of like getting around it. Like if instead of doing asphalt driveway, you do like part interlock. There's 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 uh, there's, uh, there's restrictions there's restrictions and regulations in every community. So like you got to know what what your area. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people that they say, well, this is my house. I'm going to do what I want. Ah, it's a good it's a good mindset. It doesn't always work. You can well, try. It, it almost never works. Right? Yeah, you because can do what you want, but at the end of the day, you might get pinched. Well, you know, before I feel back in the day, no, like it was easier to get done. Like nobody, nobody bothered with that stuff. But today. I don't know. Everybody's like at home, and every it's like everybody's like I don't know. They got nothing better to do than welcome to this. Welcome to the city of Toronto. Yeah, yeah. When buying a home, should we find it near 
hospitals, churches, fire, police. Should we look at these certain amenities for when we buy a home? Is it important? Yeah, I mean, uh, if, you know, you should looking and you know you're trying to buy a property i think you go in with with a goal and you know where you want to you want to buy in the community right so no but i'm talking about the major ones like a hospital do you think it's really necessary to buy near a hospital i don't think so i mean i mean what's 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 close to a hospital 15 minutes like i mean if you're elderly you're definitely going that route and thinking i want to be close to a hospital you want right? to be you want to be but, the community has all the amenities and hospitals being one of them does it you need to have a 10 minutes way no I, i'm pretty certain if you're in a city center there's gonna be a hospital within range so yeah i mean if you're if you're going to be in a rural community that's it's, it's gonna be hard to come yeah. by but, but i think people i think what Seth i was think, trying to get at people like around our age we're not really thinking of that but if you go and ask our parents this and yeah, if they're, they're aging and if they're sick then they're gonna want to make sure we're we're close enough to the hospital. That's a big factor for sure. And guys, we're going full circle. We did the house. We did the suburbs. We did it all. Now we got to go a little bit more north. Now we got to really step outside of the everyday hustle and bustle and get to cottage country. Cottage country. It is one of those areas where some people say that you can make a lot of money. Some people say that there are no rules. You can basically build and do whatever you want. You guys tell me. Yeah. Cottage country. Uh, what's the stigma? What's the vibe? What can we do? talk about i think uh, like the cottages and from what i've what i've seen and heard uh, they've gotten beaten up beat up pretty hard with regards to pricing they've oh, yeah. come down the hardest but uh but cottages like at the peak were like before covid they were going through the roof so but again that was kind of an anomaly but overall like it's like any other parts of the real estate sector things tend to go up and stay and then they come maybe fall a bit and but real estate usually trends upward and everybody does well but with the with the decline uh, of sales and the market in general like cottages got probably got beat up the most like yeah. recreational properties just like people buying boats and and uh and fancy cars, cars. like mm. that was good at when everything was flying and rates were down yeah but i think everybody's everything's feeling the pinch ad- everything's adjusting everything's coming down you know but, um, co- but cottages are again back to like in another episode we talked about investments down south and, and why does it smell like breakfast in here I was going to say, man, that bacon smells. Stefano's cooking something up next door. We're going to go check it out. The other Stefano, yes. But sorry, I was just thinking about bacon. The cottage dude, is like, what happened? As here? soon as you Morning said, I've been smelling bacon. I'm like licking my lips. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the breakfast of champions, right? But but back to world, they do have their own regulations that you have to follow. Oh, yeah. so it's like, it's like everything you, else. So you can't just I, go. That's what I never build. understood. Why is it that cottage country has their own rules and regulations? Well, every community has the rules, and then you're no, dealing- no, no, no. But there's a very distinctive difference. When especially when you're ta- talking like TCRA, talking about like waterways and waterfront properties. You know, you got to be worried about what you're doing. Boathouses and docks. docks there's so many There's so yeah. many regulations. So you need to know what your community and where you're buying, what's going on. That's why it's good to, if you're going to go out of, the, out of the range of what we do, you should lean on professionals in certain communities that do that. Like the realtors in those communities. For sure. They're going to have more information. I mean, we can get all the information, but it's good to, it's good to get more feedback from people in these rural communities or cottage countries or out of province properties like you know there's a lot of places in, in newfoundland and nova scotia there's a lot of nice spots in through it like bc people are investing. Just gotta, you just gotta you gotta find out and every community has the regulations and, and sometimes i think dave can just see through my head and what i'm about to say next my actual last question was we are currently in, in ontario the i guess largest and most productive province in canada would you yeah. say that yes okay what about if people decide to live in other parts of canada a lot of people are so 
Now, my question is, should they, investment-wise, uh, personal-wise, life-wise, should they first look at Ontario before they go anywhere else? Well, we're the biggest economic center. So, I yeah. mean, uh, you gravitate to where, where you can raise a family properly and you can financially sustain yourself. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's why Ontario and Montreal and Vancouver are the key city centers, right? So, at, at the end of the day... Um, you got to go where, where you're comfortable. And some, a lot of people gravitate towards communities where, where they have family already too, right? Yeah, yeah but to that point, I, sometimes I think that Ontario's become like a rat race. You know, like it's just, it's, all we do is we work and with these fees and everything's so expensive. People are leaving, man. People are going to, I know people that have moved to Alberta, you know, they're going to Calgary, they're going... They're going wherever. New they, Brunswick has New homes. Brunswick. Massive by the water for like two and change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are just, they're cashing out being here in, in Ontario, whatever it's being in the city. They're taking that money, they're going, and they're, and, and you know what? Sometimes you you think who's doing it right, who's doing it wrong. And it's like, you know what? They live, they live like kings, queens over there. So, so what do you guys think is the number one difference as to why we're paying a million here and 250 there? What, why why is there such a disconnect? It's the population. It's, I mean, we're like the Mecca here, right? So Yeah, it's it's like everything. Like like Manhattan's more money than Toronto. Why is that the case? It's just city centers have different values and cities bring more more or less and it depends on the lifestyle. Like so I mean if you wanna if you wanna be more more of a calmer lifestyle, yeah, you go to you go to communities like you're talking about and have a different lifestyle. It, there's no right or wrong. I mean, it's yeah. it's a choice. It's a choice people have to make. Do whatever you feel comfortable with, whatever's right for you and your family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most times we're we're born into the communities we live in, and we don't we don't steer away because everything that surrounds our lives are here, right? It it takes a, it takes a lot of efforts to just pick up and go, and like a lot of our immigrant families did that, and um, they've done they well. They went across the sea. Yeah, we're talking about people going from Burlington to Oakville. Oh no, that, okay, Burlington <laughs> Oakville is a different. It's not that much of a move. You're right. Okay, we're so talking. Like, we're talking to Oakville. That's that, would you say that's a substantial move? No, I mean it's just really? there. It's a different area, but it's, it's an just hour away. I know, an but an hour I, is enough for people to say, "Oh my God, you're at the it, end of the universe." But it's not. But it's not. It's not like you made a leap and bound. Like like you literally moved from one great community no, to another community. I definitely disagree. Think about it. if your whole family's in Vaughn, and now all of a sudden you want to live in Burlington. Yes, yeah, that's, that is a substantial drive. So you really got to think about. No, it. the drive is the drive from like from. Oakville to Vaughn is could be hectic, but I'm talking about the changing experience of leaving this city of Toronto and uh, going to and going province. to Nova Scotia. Oh, okay. Like that's a big leap. Like you know, that's a whole different lifestyle, so on and so forth. So in my opinion, yes, from Oakville to Woodbridge or Vaughn, that's different. It's a big pain, but that's uh, like I'm talking about a big pain. Like I mean, our, our immigrant leaving, yeah. our immigrant families coming from like Europe coming to Canada, that's huge, and that's what I was talking about. So, but you're right. No, like I mean. Again, we gravitate towards the communities we're raised and born in, and that's why I'm here where I live because my family's around me, and it's just convenient because I I've got family two minutes yeah. away. So you, you know what else is huge, dramatic, massive? Where they can find you guys? You can find me at Sam General Real Estate on Instagram, and Dave. I'm uh, at C21 Fine Living Realty and uh, Spotify, Spotify, iTunes, iTunes SoundCloud, there. everywhere. And we're there, and we're working on it. we're working on it. Yeah, yeah, we're Thanks, everybody. Thank you. See yeah. you in the next See episode. See you on the next episode.